A purple-gray sky hangs over a city by the bay, the warm orange of dawn creeping over the horizon. Text appears on screen. Sardone, the reef city. A cut. The silhouette of a stocky figure in some kind of futuristic wheelchair is overseeing uniformed laborers sealing a gigantic oblong case. They are in a large enclosed hangar of some kind. There is an indistinct din of chattering workers in the background. Nearby, the silhouette of a wiry man smokes a cigarette. His mouth is moving, phone held to his cheek. Another cut. A lavish boudoir is dimly lit by the nascent dawn, scant pink light illuminating about half the room. A woman with stubby antlers and sharp features sits by a small table, clad only in a nightgown. She is scrolling intently on her tablet, its back to the screen, sharp blue light illuminating her. On the table beside her, a carton of orange juice and a tall glass bottle, gathering condensation, and a flute glass nearby that does not appear to have been filled yet. One more cut. Helly woodlands shroud the bottom half of the screen in indistinct blackness, with a lavender sky on top. The horizon shifts. Sharp-edged shapes sway one way, and the trees rustle in response. A young woman speaks softly and clearly through digital radio static. 89. 44. 13. Hike. Hi, and welcome back to Big Gay Nerds Play Beam Saber. I'm your, I'm your GM, Saturn, they, them. You can find me at Celestial Mecca on Twitter. Joining me today is Sarah. Whoa, I never get to go first. Hey, I'm Sarah, <laughs> she, her. I play Arabella Steranoct, also she, her, the ace. Uh, I also co-host another podcast called The Gorge with my best friend. You should come check us out. Thanks. And Fern. Hi, uh, I am Fern. I play uh, golden boy Giuseppe Finch. Uh, and both of our pronouns are he, him. And you can find me at uh, Very Fern on Twitter. Levi. Uh, hello, I am Levi, they, them, and I'm playing the Envoy, uh, codenamed Stiletto, Gabriel Asmodeus. Uh, oh, she, Owen. her. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and <laughs> Owen. Hi, I am Owen, uh, founder and editor of Big Gay Nerds, he, him, playing fellow he, him, uh, Captain Pfeffer Humboldt, who is the Officer Playbook. Radical. And so today, uh, y'all are going to be going on your second mission. Uh, as opposed to the first one, you're going to get a little bit of time to figure out how specifically you want to approach this. Uh, you can see in front of you a map. It's a big city on the bay, uh, some length in every direction. Uh, let me actually... About 30 miles each direction of the city, hereabouts. Pretty large area of operation. Uh, you know, actually, and we'll, we can cover this in the, in character, actually. So what I think, and what I think this looks like is we get a shot, right, of, uh, however the mechs are being transported to this area. I kind of imagine, like, big helicopters almost yeah. designed specifically <laughs> to transport them. Right. Like, they're not good for anything else except moving mechs around. Um, <laughs> but y'all are kind of, uh, seated in this, uh, in this big vessel, uh, and Barrier Brass is going over uh, the mission. And she says, uh, what's, what does she say here? As you know, you will be deploying to the city of Sardone, which you can see coming up. We'll be there uh, rather shortly. Uh, we have a cohort of civilian scientists and engineers from the Lotus Tree Research Fellowship. They're going to be exfiltrating the area along with a mixed scale asset that they have designated Catch-77 and have told us nothing else about. Interference is expected. Uh, their intel suggests that an adverse proxy enterprise named Aces High, School for the Soldiers of Tomorrow, is going to be trying to intercept both our VIPs and the shipment. Gabrielle, as I understand, you have some familiarity with them. Oh yes, I'm a graduate. Yes, so you know... You what you know, uh, or no, she says. So you know just as well as any as our intel does that asset recovery isn't necessarily the kind of job they usually do. We don't know exactly what's going on here, but it's on you to figure out and to be on the watch for anything they might try to pull. Yeah. Intelligence suggests it's an uncharacteristic style of incursion for, for them, so expect anything. 
Our squad is being sourced in the convoy operation to sniff out any tricks the enemy has up their sleeves. Expect the unexpected. Now, when you land, it should be about 0600 hours. Uh, LTRF has requested that you uh, begin the operation by, uh, by uh, 1200 hours. So you have some time to do some information gathering, so to speak, and figure out your exact plan of attack. Uh, I will remind you that while your official objective is to exfiltrate the LTRF personnel and their asset, Catch-77, I would also like, if for the forget-me-not's sake, you went ahead and captured at least two of the adverse mechs that are going to be attacking us. Also, if you can exfiltrate Catch-77 to us instead of, you know, back to LTRF, it could potentially be a bargaining chip to improve our situation within the organization. <laughs> However, these are not official objectives. It is most important that you get the job done. With that in mind, you have three rules of engagement from high command. First, you cannot kill any of the enemy pilots. If, Ace, if this is Ace's High we're dealing with, that means we're dealing with teens. Uh, it's not good press. I probably don't need to tell you that. <laughs> The second thing is that you are not allowed to, you cannot allow Sharkbone Reef to be harmed. Uh, this seems like, uh, it might seem like a strange restriction, but it is federally, not federally, what's the word she use? Uh, it is protected by the crown and any damage caused to it will result in stiff uh, legal penalties. So best to avoid. The third is that you cannot harm or endanger any civilians. This includes the scientists that you're escorting. It includes anyone in the city. It includes the people who might be driving on the highways in and out of the city. You have to make sure that no one innocent is getting caught up in the crossfire. Do you have any questions before we touch down? I have a question. So where is Catch-77 right now? It's being kept in a facility that LTRF is using uh, while they are operating in Sardone. Uh, their headquarters is actually over in Iraeus, which you would recognize as the capital of Carnation of the of the Carnation Crown of Grand Tycon. Uh, but they've been operating here presumably because whatever they're working on is benefits from. And she just gestures nebulously, something in the area, God knows what. Uh, but they, uh, we'll be touching down at a building they control, and there is the, Catch-77 is being kept there along with the VIPs you're, except, you're expected mm -hmm. to escort. We don't know anything about what Catch-77 is? Not a thing. Hmm. They haven't so, elected to tell us. What does mixed scale mean? You use that term to describe it. A mech scale. Oh, as mech in, scale, uh, I'm sorry. It's very large. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been looking at the map here. Uh, yeah, no sweat. Dr. Barracus, they're in Sardone as well? Yes, they are going to be the uh, primary uh, VIP you are responsible for escorting out. There are also some other scientific uh, workers who you are expected to uh, take care of. However, we have reason to suspect because Dr. Barracus is uh, rather relatively high up within the LTRF that they specifically will be targeted. Hmm. That said, it's not exactly safe to ship out the other scientists by themselves either, because Ace is high uh, and other uh, squadrons like it. We would call them a uh, deniable. Uh, they, they're, as Gabrielle is aware, again, their chief uh, talents involve kidnappings, ransom, uh, other kinds of uh, people-focused uh secretive operations oh i guess you had a good time in high school didn't you gabrielle oh yeah it was killer hmm. uh, <laughs> uh my, my words literally got caught in my throat uh barrier brass uh pointedly ignores the thing that you just said <laughs> um as for other VIPs, uh, you can expect to... You can probably find some help from a man codenamed Hedge. He's uh, operational security with LTRF. He's not going to be on a mission as such, but he might have more poignant insight. Additionally, the Duca of Sardone, uh, Rian Kartha, who I believe you probably know, Pfeffer, 
uh, and you probably would because your grand grand is friends with whoever all the dupas <laughs> are, and you've probably been dragged out to a function at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, as you, you're probably at least passingly familiar with her. Uh, she is uh, obviously the key political uh, power in the area, and she has a reputation for being pretty hands-on with all the comings and goings in the city. So it's possible, if you can make some time, that she might have some insight for you or could possibly pull some strings in your favor. Uh, heaven knows that the LTRF isn't going to. And where exactly do we need to get them when it, it, where we can call them safe? Uh, we have reason to believe that uh, the adver that adverse is not going to leave, uh, and she gestures basically at this map, the operational okay. area. Frankly, it's not really safe for them to conduct this kind of direct strike against against Royal Blue property anywhere else in the immediate vicinity. So we just need to get them off the map. Okay. Essentially. Okay. okay. Um. Point Peach, it says industrial facility question mark. Do we have any idea what that uh, structure is for? Uh, I don't personally. Uh, someone in Sardone might. Ah, excellent. Um, and I think with that from her, uh, we get we actually get like a scene of like the dust the dust off and like the big mech transport and like some shots of y'all being able to get off uh, the thing. Uh, still pale dawnlight. Uh, you're at this uh, facility there where there's like tarps of things being moved and like some LTRF branding on on boxes and things like that. And so you have a little bit of time, I'll say, if each one of you wants to like. What I'll say is like for just for generating your plan purposes, if each of you wants to do some kind of gather information of some kind, mm -hmm. you can. You don't oh. have to, but you can. Okay. Which would involve, you know, you could actually talk to the VIP or to the OPSEC guy, or you could try to make a meeting with the Duca, or you can go do something. Uh, theoretically, you have time that, like, even if not in your mech, you could probably drive to a lot of the places on this map and be able to get back before the operation happens, if that makes gotcha. any sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we don't, so just to verify, we don't have any material or personnel left over from... Uh... Not a lick. Okay, yeah, because we could have used that to get some extra downtime actions. Well, so you um, had some material left, and I believe it was used to do yeah. some uh, mech mechs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that was good, yeah. Um, but, and if we do get, like, some, like, freebie gather information, then I'm definitely not uh, complaining about that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, well, so these I didn't aren't know exactly we'd be downtime. Able to carry it over to. Well, right. so these aren't exactly uh, down downtime actions. They're just, like, this is basically kind of informal, like, uh, we can figure out what, like, how you want to approach the mission yeah. by you going, like, figuring out the points of information you would gather mm -hmm. before operation time. And depending gotcha. on how this goes, this might be something we do more in the future, just because I think dropping you into the middle of a mission uh, consistently gets kind of railroady. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. Um, does, does Gabriel know why LTRF doesn't like us? Um, specifically, uh, it, like, mechanically, it's because, uh, the, it's the faction that doesn't like your CO, uh, oh, from, right. thing. Uh, specifically, it's because, uh, basically your, uh, Barrier Brass did some kind of dipl uh, bureaucratic shenanigans to get red on the team yeah. with the Vulcan <laughs> Hoon. And even screw them out of the, the yeah, even cool though the, prototype dog mech. We'll say the Vulcan Hound is still their project. It's just it's stuck on a different squad, and if they want, need, want to do anything with it, they have to go through you, basically. Mm -hmm. So God. they're kind of incredibly annoyed <laughs> with uh, Barrier Brass specifically in your squad by association. Hmm. Okay. And the will hurt you if it doesn't cost them and expect the same of you is just the the stock for you have a negative one with them. Gotcha. Okay, so we'll have to be on guard about our allies, mm -hmm. too, which is not well, ideal. I <laughs> yeah, and again, for what it's worth, they'll hurt you if it doesn't cost them, which means they're not just going to, you know, try and sabotage the mission that you're taking for right. them right, directly. Yeah. But if they, for instance, you know from Barrier Brass, you probably can't really expect that LTRF is actually going to tender any, like, cohorts or fire teams or anything mm -hmm. like that right. to help you. Okay. 
Yeah. So I think before everyone like departs for their own little like pre-mission side quests, Pfeffer is going to like round up everyone and just to say like, I stand by our actions in the previous mission. And if things get complicated the same way they were back then, understand that I will have your backs if you do what you have to do. However, I personally am taking our rules of engagement very seriously today. Mm. For one, on moral basis of the dealing with minors. Um, two, I have a personal investment in the reef here and its well-being. And I believe that it would be a genuine tragedy if our actions were to damage the delicate ecosystem here. Understood. Sure. Um, well, um, I'll yeah. say don't get too heartbroken about the Aces High uh, kids. <laughs> they won't think twice about you. Well, I'll keep that in mind. She makes Thank a good you. Point. Yeah, I'm not. Too, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna Out let of myself get you ever see that? A bunch of I mean, teenagers. I'm thinking of that thing. It's like it's like the cat does not have morals or thoughts for the yeah. future. <laughs> in a fair fight, it will win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I say, on one hand, you're dealing with teenagers, which means you should avoid uh, being too cruel and horrible. On the other hand, they are not going to hesitate for one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially especially not because they're the black ops squad it's not right, it's their yeah. job not to okay. hesitate mm-hmm. so yeah. me as a player i'm really interested in us getting in the reef but also me as a player is thinking that the best way to at least fulfill that uh rule of engagement is just to go north and mm-hmm. stay on the mainland mm-hmm. there and might avoid be complications either way what there might be complications yeah. either way. Mm. Yeah, I I have complications for the thing written ahead of time oh as like, to guide me. Um, but like they are going to be things where you know if, if so. The reason I'm also giving you this is to do is to give you the chance to be like I'm going to do due diligence and try and get some information about this specific aspect of the map or mission or people I'm working with or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that if I spring anything on you, there's a chance that you know to expect mm-hmm. it ahead of time. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, you've already you have given me an in mm-hmm. in what to pursue. So I think I'm uh, that Pfeffer is going to try and get an audience with the Duca. All right. Um, that that sounds reasonable. Yes, and I do really like what you... So, okay, to step aside a little bit, like, this part of the map exists because Saturn did this really cool collaborative thing where everyone had to, like, put, like, three little markers on the big map and, like, come up with, like, landmark ideas. And I decided to do a reef with the, like, specific... Like, the specific prompt was that it was, like, a place of like natural beauty that my character cared about so there's that and you've also given me a good reason for him to have been there because now i really like the idea that this is like (laughs) this is like his grandma's friend who he had to like just sort of um (laughs) to like get dragged along and also like do that thing where like you have to like do a piano recital for someone <laughs> yeah. but it's oh like God. would have been like military operations I, or something uh, i have i have a question actually how old about is pfeffer um i think he is like i think he is like mid to late 30s but he acts older than he mm. is i think okay okay i was just um, i was doing some mental math based on uh based on uh image of the character on what the uh like actual like remembrance of her would be for however long ago this is she's like right as you probably know that she's like 20 to 30 years older than you as opposed to like right, your right. grandma's age <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah i think he is going to um yes he is going to try and visit her at wherever she may be her office or whatever yeah so you're gonna go make uh you can it's probably not too difficult to find uh where she is i imagine it's kind of like your situation in caligari like she doesn't like she doesn't have a fortress manor but she has a manor because she's the duca and mm-hmm. the family gets a big manor is just how it goes right. yeah um so yeah uh let's call this uh i want you to give me a consort um and okay. i'm going to give you uh 
I'm going to say this is controlled, and I'm going to give you great effect because of your history, oh. your presumed history of the character. Okay, cool, cool. Um, now I'm taking a minus one because of offended here, so um, <laughs> like that. I mean, it's, yeah, no, it's like a social thing. Like, yeah, don't, say, I think, don't I think let me weasel out of it. <laughs> yeah, no, don't weasel out of that. I, I think it's fine. I was going to be like, well, it depends what the harm is. And it's like, oh, right, it's it's a social harm. Yeah, I know, totally. So it's going to be uh, your one dice instead of your two. Yeah, and I'm not going to do anything to boost this right now unless anyone wanted to tag along to help. Because um, I think that under the circumstances, I can afford to lose this in the worst case scenario. Uh... I mean, I, I think we... it's probably best not to spend any stress or anything uh, before the yeah. mission. Uh, so yeah. I think it's probably, if, especially if you're splitting off to go do different things. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm All right, going so to So we're going to roll... do a consort. It's going to be 1D. Yep. It's going to be uh, controlled great. Okay. And a two. Oh, well. No, a two. It's controlled. It's controlled. Um, so yeah, what I'll say is, uh, well, because it's controlled, I'll also say is either A, like, it's fine. You just do this and you don't uh get like the thing that you get is that you don't get anything or yeah. because of what you can do with controlled is you can back off and try a different approach to the thing you're trying to do <laughs> so if you had some some other way in mind that you can try and make contact with her or to make contact with someone who can put you in contact with her yeah i think that what happens is um he 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 tries to go in like a little too familiar or something like that like like just striding in like oh you know old friend of the family and it just doesn't like not work yeah I and, think you, you like show up like at the gates and 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 like yeah. someone asks you like uh name please and you give it and they're like you aren't expected uh <laughs> yeah and he's like oh damn yeah okay um so i think now, would using a different approach, like, have to necessitate, like, using a different skill? Um, it depends. Uh, what I'll say is, if your different approach is, is actually trying to get in touch with someone else, or to, like, make a kind of uh, a scant connection through them, then I think it's fine. But if you're going to, like, try a different approach than being very, like, direct, I think you might actually have to do a different skill. Okay, then. I think that instead of, like, trying the, uh, like familiar approach he's going to try and be like okay then uh the leader of this active like royal blue squad in your city is uh formally requesting uh information relevant to the operation oh this sounds like a command to me which is yeah this sounds like a polite command so i'm gonna try that now yeah try that and it's Uh, not much better yeah, <laughs> uh, I I think it's literally just uh yeah the, the person continues just like I apologize sir but the the duke <laughs> is, is has standing obligations and cannot make any and also it's cold. six in the morning <laughs> yeah I mean at this um, point it's probably like you know <laughs> eight nine maybe you know you had to like actually find the place get there it's a big city etc cetera, etc cetera. but yeah like, and at that still, point you know <laughs> at that point he's like well you know what if I really need her um. I've got the phone that can talk to anyone, so we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll you see. Do. You do. We'll actually. see who's got a busy schedule then. <laughs> you do um. actually. But yeah. So I guess what you get out of this is she is not making time for you, if or whether yeah. she means to or not. So <laughs> that's unfortunately, okay. Unfortunately, can, you can't really count yeah. on her assistance in this one. Uh, who else has a a uh, gather information they'd like to do? Uh, I think I have actually. I like the idea that oh. uh, that. Oh, did you did you want no, to No, no, go ahead. I'm interested to see what Red's doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, Red is going to go pester uh Dr. Barachus. Oh good. Yeah. Uh so great. yeah, um you probably I think it's as simple as uh going to their office. Well, I I, was, I don't think it's the office. I think you asked someone where can I find Dr. Barachus and they actually take you to uh what the screen would show as being something we saw in the opening which is this rather uh large hangar it's almost like and you looking around the place it's like kind of like a combination of a hangar and like one of those big uh what do you call it like naval docks almost kind of like the place where you keep the mechs over at home where it's just Mm. basically this big hole in the side of a warehouse that opens up to the sea Mm. um And kind of watching over uh, a bunch of, like, folks in, like, doing some work in LTRF uh, uniforms, uh, sealing up this big ol', big ol' container. 
uh, there's a stout bunny person who's sitting in this kind of like futuristic looking wheelchair. I would describe it as it's got kind of a uh, short back and splayed out wheels that almost look like they're made of like thirds of something. I mm. um and and uh, they have not like I love them so much, they Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they appear to be focused on whatever it is they're looking at. That's cool because Bella is probably just gonna like saunter up, like hands in her jacket pockets, and just kind of walks in and is like, "What's up, Doc?" <laughs> yep. <laughs> they uh, there is a kind of a rhythmic, almost like clicking noise as the wheelchair kind of like turns around and its different segments kind of hit. Uh, the ground, and they just go, why does everyone always say that to me? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel compelled to be, uh, hello, to be friendly. Hello, Delta. I'm, I'm glad that you could actually, that you came to see me first instead of me having to come find you. You know, I, take... I can be, I can be differential sometimes. I, I appreciate it greatly. Uh, you are going, as as I'm sure you're aware, uh, you're going to be taking me and some of the other scientists out of Sardone. Oh, ideally, yeah. Ideally, back to our headquarters in Areus. So I'm sure that you're going to pursue a route that is actually going to get us there and not do anything ill-advised. Have I ever done anything ill-advised? Don't answer that. Um... I won't. I won't answer that. I will not. Um, so, you know, she kind of, kind of chews it over. It's like, have you, have you been harassed by these aces high brats before? Like, has, no, this is, this I is haven't. not, this is not in their usual MO from what I understand from one of my, uh, coworkers, I guess. I don't really know why they're, why Adverse would send a bunch of children to try and steal our research projects. It's not... It's not my scene, personally, uh, but no, it's been fairly uneventful in the last few weeks, and it's only now that we're getting ready to leave that we apparently have to worry about being uh, struck by brigands or whatever. <laughs> how did you even? How did you even find out about this? Like, did you? Is there like a like a mole in adverse or what? She sh- she shrugs. I didn't find out. Hmm. Command did. Hmm. I don't ask questions. They tell me that if they're going to tell me that that I'm getting a, that I should expect attacks on the way out, I will figure out what has to be done about it. And luckily, there was an opening in your schedule. Yeah, I love getting roped in to babysit you guys. That's a wow. If anyone's babysitting anyone, it's going to be me babysitting you. So I'd advise you watch the attitude. Uh, who's driving your <laughs> fancy new mech? Huh? She says, "Who's uh, who's actually able to pilot your fancy, uh, temperamental mech?" You are, which is just what I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, hell I'm, yes! I'm going to be accompanying you. <laughs> <laughs> Great! So I get to get evaluated while also doing my job. Spectacular. Correct. Since since your commanding officer has seen fit to deprive us of your presence. I have to get my field research wherever I can get it. Hmm. As it happens, it is going to be today. Well, I'm sure it'll be fine. We'll do great. You know I always, uh... Defy expectations. (laughs) Certainly. (laughs) Oh my gosh! (laughs) Uh, did you have any Yes, uh, I did have a role in mind, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, I I just want to check. You don't have to necessarily have a role in mind ever, but, you know, I just wanted to check. Uh, I actually, I think I'm going to try and make the argument for a consort to be like, so, Mm -hmm. uh, just between, like, you know, one prototype pilot to one prototype developer, what is this thing in this, uh, in this big fancy box of yours? Uh, you're gonna say this is a consort? Yeah. Yeah, let's go with, um, uh, I think it's still controlled, obviously, and I'm going to say limited because of your squad's reputation sure. with LTRF. Four? Uh, mixed success. Um, so what I'll say is that, uh, what do you get information here-wise? Because I will, like, actually 
make a note that you know this um what what they would tell you is it's need to know basis and you don't need to know what this tells you is nothing except that they do know what's in it mm. and they're just being <laughs> cagey with you deliberately right um and yeah i think it's the the equivalent of if there's a consequence here it's like you cannot continue to ask her about that sure. because they are not going to tell you all right well uh bella just kind of rolls her eyes and like pops a salute and it's like all right then if it uh comes up and sneaks and bites me in the ass later that's on you gives finger i will keep... give some finger guns and then walks off to go smoke a cigarette i will keep <laughs> it in mind and then uh they turn on their uh wheelchair to go watch as people uh fidget with rivets and I stuff again i love them again. so much saturn uh, saturn <laughs> i love this funny person <laughs> <laughs> uh so we still got uh golden boy and stiletto who can do uh pre pre-planning uh gather informations stiletto do you have any ideas so i'm mostly interested in the points on the map right now since we've already checked with like the duca and the doctor so yeah I think... you could drive to most of these i would say the ones that are like you know uh over here would be probably difficult <laughs> to figure out transport to in such a short period of time but yeah. like well i mean so, there's probably like a ferry like it would be kind of a, a squeeze but like you could do it yeah so i think what uh gabrielle is going to do is like dress up like a tourist like get a camera and like you know um check around uh, like the let's see here could I hit, like, a few of these places, or am I limited to one? Um, give me a fortune roll. Ooh, okay. So there's a 1d6. A 5. Okay. You get a pretty good route in mind. You can you can pick two of these places. Nice. Okay, cool. Also, um, in my head, I am assuming that, like, Gabrielle dressed up as a tourist involves, like, sun-dressed, wide-brim hat and sunglasses. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Like, Hell yeah. See, my, my immediate instinct when I hear tourist You're is like, Hawaiian shirt, white board shorts. I'm just like, man, <laughs> Gabrielle wearing deliberately figure on flat. It's so obvious that we, come from, we both come from Florida, and but different parts of Florida, because I had the exact same image, except wearing one of those t-shirts that has, like, a body on it you know like a bikini babe body yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but the problem with gabrielle, gabrielle is that it just looks would like... never <laughs> would never it would make her look like a like a fucking like a hanger <laughs> like a <laughs> yeah so which of these two points do you want to hit uh just two let's see so uh peach and cotton the industrial okay. facility question mark and the radio tower Okay. Um so first you head over to Peach. Um and when you when you like get there, I imagine you're like taking a car or something. You can probably requisition one. Uh not too big of a deal. Uh when you get there, it's this kind of uh I would almost say it's kind of like industrial facility maybe isn't even the right word. It's kind of like this like weird like functional and glassy building that doesn't its purpose seems surprisingly indistinct. You're not sure what exactly oh, it is looking at it, and it doesn't have a clear like. So it doesn't like really a, have a clear name. It's like when attached. there's like an, a science park or an like an, yeah one of those. Yeah, nearby. it looks kind of it looks kind of like a science park, except there's not like an obvious big like science park mm. sign. Yeah, and there's like you know some other small buildings around it, but nothing like especially uh, noteworthy. Um, so it's a mysterious business building. Over out by the adverse corporate building. Yeah. Okay. And they're they're far enough away. This is like uh, far enough. It's like fifteen yeah, like, miles. Yeah, twelve miles yeah. away. As the crow flies. Um, yeah. So and it's also like at the mouth of a river. I think there's actually there's kind of almost a falling water thing happening with it, Ooh. where it's kind of built over the mouth Ooh, of the river and it cool. kind of dips into a waterfall and drops down like you know twenty thirty forty feet. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, there's nothing. Are are you gonna investigate it further? Or you just wanted to get a uh, yeah. check for what's here. Uh, Gabrielle will like take a picture of like the waterfall and like head back to her car, and then sort of like like look both ways down the road, and then sort of like 
just like ninja run off into the forest to get just <laughs> just get around the perimeter of the building and see if any anything like stands yeah. out. Yeah, sure. So this sounds like it's gonna be a so, or is it just a like a glass box that like won't tell me anything? That's that would be I mean, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. It sounds like a survey to me. Okay, that's right. Uh, and we'll Dice. go ahead and say this is uh, still controlled uh, standard. Okay. So unfortunately, I don't have a particularly good survey, so I'll have to roll two dice and take the lower. Mm. That's that sounds survey. correct. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, I rolled a five uh, and a matter. six. You still got so a five. Five. Um. So what I think happens is you like go around, you scope the place, you get some pictures, uh, maybe do some uh in setting googling or whatever to figure yeah. out what the fuck this this place is um and what you get is that it's kind of it's similarly the information you get about it online is pretty non-specific but as far as you can tell it's kind of the thing that would that would leap out to you about it is that this is some this is something that the duca of the city like owns and this is some kind of like uh you would call it a public enterprise which is to say it's a uh you know a, a, a state sanctioned state thing that is yeah. run like a business basically gotcha. okay like the like the post office is technically that because they have to like balance their books and everything mm-hmm. but uh so you get that much uh i would say it's probably a uh it's uh some kind of uh it's like a fisheries, like a like a game and wildlife kind of situation, but they specifically handle like uh, giving giving like exploratory access and permits to uh, different parts of the Mararuto in the area, uh, letting giving people fishing and hunting licenses, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so it it belongs to her, and I think the other thing that you would know about or that you'd be able to find about it actually. Um, yeah, for five, I'll give you this. Um, it has, it has been, and this isn't particularly unusual, but it's still noteworthy that, uh, it's has, uh, that it has received, uh, I would say donations or investments or probably contributions, let's say, from Adverse. Ah, okay. And they're not like... Out, they're not like eye-watering contributions. Yeah, but they're still but like, it's like not oh. everything gets not everything is gets adverse money. There, yeah, there's a you know there is a not zero connection between the Duca and Adverse. Interesting. Yeah, there there is not zero connection between mm. them. All right, I think that's uh, I think that's an interesting just tidbit yeah. for point one. And then after you head there, you head back the other way, swing down to Point Cotton. Which you get to, and what you can tell just looking at the outside of it is it's kind of a very large radio tower by the looks of it, with some associated small buildings nearby. Uh, I would say you can probably you probably figure it's some kind of broadcast station that uh, presumably uh, uh, Tycon owns, uh, but you don't know anything else about it like yeah. immediately. So it's out on an island, so I can't really sneak around. Um, I mean, it. it's a big island. You know, you're you're one person, and it's like you know, again, these are large land masses. This is a six mile long island, you know. Hmm. So, I just yeah, there's people working there. Like the buildings around it, like. Uh, um, they appear to be they appear to be related to the radio tower primarily. So they're the, you figure this is like a primarily a very large facility more yeah. than it is like separate buildings. Okay, so like, are they marked? Is this like a like a company or? Like uh, you know, what, you enterprise? probably you. I say without having to to roll, you probably do see like uh Grand Tycon uh like there's probably a Grand Tycon flag uh waving somewhere, oh, and you, you probably go. see like you probably catch like a uh a logo type on a window or whatever it just says uh a Sardone broadcast station, and there is like a uh carnation iconography uh beneath it like kind of like a seal almost you're not sure if this is like a government government building or not but it is like something that grand tycon owns is what you can tell okay so yeah so gabrielle will like nod and be like okay everything looks pretty normal so i should probably look around (laughs) i'm gonna probably give you the same thing it's probably gonna be a um well i actually i will you said you, you you're trying to like sneak around in this in this like smaller area i'd be willing to give you prowl for this okay 
I would say it's maybe, uh, well, no, it's not risky. The mission hasn't started yet, but uh, we're, we'll go ahead and say it's still controlled, and we'll go ahead and say standard. Okay, so I get to actually just... Oh, a two. Uh, no good. Yeah, you don't get a whole lot. I think what you do get is that, uh, just from looking at it, but then also from, like, poking around and seeing the, uh, you know, the structures that are kind of around, you can probably tell this is a, a pretty high-gain a broadcast tower, so you figure this is something that would could broadcast to like the region, essentially. Like this, you could communicate uh, through over a considerable range if you were to, you know, use this tower for that purpose. Okay. But uh, aside from that, it's a radio tower. You don't know much else about it. Well, nothing was obviously suspicious, so let's get out of here then. You've got some information at least. Um, that leaves us with Golden Boy. What you okay, so I think I am going to talk to the other VIP. Um, I think Giuseppe is going to come up to um, him with like a pad that has the map and also like kind of like has the specs of the things and is like, hey, so. Uh, you're the security person for this and we're going to be doing this which involves security and i would like to know any tips about the area kind of like just like being actually professional for once um, <laughs> of just like uh i want to know like any tips about the area any security weaknesses you can see coming um i have some specs on our mechs if you want to look over them, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> okay, um, uh, what are you thinking, this, this is, this sounds like maybe a consort, or a sway, maybe, I think this one here. will go more for a consort, I think, of just, that like, sounds good to me, um, like, we both are interested in this, and, so you're letting him look at your, uh, whatever mech details yeah. you have there, right? All right, um, I'm going to give you an extra die for that, and I'm going to say this is a control Okay, standard. cool. Um, so that's two dice, and we're going in the gameplay server, and we're going to do it right the first time this time. <laughs> There's a four. There's a four. Okay, um, so what I'll say is... I'll give you the first thing for free, and then you can ask me either a follow-up question or a different mm -hmm. question. Um, so what he'd tell you, what he'd tell you is he'd go, "Well, the way I see it, there's basically four approaches that you could take to exfiltrating someone from this zone." <clears throat> I was trying to think of his voice for a little bit. I think it'd be a bit deeper because he's <laughs> nice. a fucking smoker. <laughs> so basically, you got north, east, south, and west. Pretty direct. We're gonna start with east. It's the most direct way to Arrayus, probably the one they expect us to take. Uh, fairly flat ground, for the most part. Pretty open. They expect us to go there. I understand that you're supposed to avoid taking the main roads, so there's not a whole lot of tenable ground there. It would probably be pretty dangerous. Next, you've got south. It would involve, in all likelihood, unless your mechs are more aquatic than they appear to be in here uh, it would probably in what it would involve is using is taking advantage of the pressurization that comes standard and actually just trying to exfiltrate below the water uh this obviously uh is offers a considerable amount of exterior safety but will limit your tactical options and your ability to engage with threats and also the big thing is if something goes wrong down there, it will go very wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Next, you've got West. This one's a bit tricky. Uh, as you can see, we've got uh, the Marathon Bridge up there. We've got uh, the uh, Reca Theodora uh, checkpoint in front of it. We've got a main uh, avenue for shipping transport. The issue here is that there isn't really a whole lot of ways that you can go west that don't involve taking you near people. Right. These are pretty well-traveled waters, it's pretty well-traveled roads, and there's very precious few lanes here that would actually get you out of the area without crossing any civvies. Mm. 
Last would be north. North is pretty direct, and it takes you to the uh, Rica Theodora area. Uh, pretty safe once you get there, because the Castilla in the middle of the river is pretty defensible. Adverse wouldn't necessarily push up there. The problem that you're going to run into is that any points at the map, this area is very hilly, very marshy, and if you're going to be transporting over land, it's very easy to get caught up in there. Hmm. So I wouldn't... I don't personally have an opinion on which is the safest. They're all, they all have some risks associated with them. Uh, and he, like, he's like weighing it over in his head, like, I think the easiest, if you're expecting a fight anyway, might just be to go east, mm. but it's not exactly ideal either way you slice it. Yeah. Uh, do you have a follow-up question or a different um... question for him? I think, okay, so what about um, the team that we're transporting? And specifically, we don't need to know what Catch-77 is, but, like, any risk factors that involve, like, the team, uh, the trans... If we're, like, if we have cars to transport the team, like, what are their specs or stuff like that? What is the transport thing? Or are we just, like, carrying them so... in our mechs? <laughs> So most of the, I mean, unless you have opposition to this plan and want, would like to do something different with your resources, uh, most of the team, uh, the and mechanically, the cohort, uh, are going to be transporting, uh, they're going to basically be piloting uh, one of our uh, standard uh, uh, freightage, freighter mm -hmm. vehicles uh, and driving. Our plan was to have them drive the thing and you provide cover from the exterior However, you may prefer instead to take charge of the, uh, the payload yourself. Uh, I think it's certainly within the realm of possibility. However, you would still have to escort the uh, cohort anyway. Okay. Um, as for the asset itself, uh, despite its any gestures over at this gigantic kind of like oblong sealed just case, a, just basically, a big old pill. It's yeah, it's basically featureless, like it's black and riveted, basically. It's uh like hermetically sealed mm -hmm. or whatever. And he's like, despite how it looks, I would be gentle with it. Okay. Point taken. It's got the new Overwatch character <laughs> in it. <there. laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you would say is uh the asset does not take kindly to being uh pelted with bullets or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And even though the case is designed to prevent uh, passing damage, uh, a, cons a directed attack against it could uh, cause some issues and ruin the contents of the case. Understood. Um, and yeah, so I I'm pretty happy with that amount of information. I feel like I got a lot. <laughs> yeah. All right. With that, it's getting close to noon uh, in area. Y'all have reconvened at this point. And what I have to ask you now is knowing that that uh, command would like you to do a transport mission, uh, right. but that you're not required to, but the command would like you to. Mm. Uh, how are you going to tackle this? Okay, so I've had some thoughts sure. here mm -hmm. about this. I think that since the, as uh, the, so that, well, for one, thank you, Fern, and it probably in character, thank you, Golden Boy, for, uh, finding all that stuff out because what I've been thinking is we it, we have sort of a two-fold transport mission like the people and the thing mm -hmm. I think that if we like transported them separately maybe in different directions mm -hmm. that would force our targets to like you know split their resources mm -hmm. too yeah. or maybe even only go after one and also on top of that, what we would not tell the people there is that we could then take the thing to our base. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. That's not a bad idea. Um, and so um, so obviously splitting the party is tricky, but we are splitting the party and then each One of us has second. mechs. So, yeah. so you know. <laughs> what, when you say that, it definitely sounds like we have two, uh, two uh, mechs that can go on land and two mechs that can well mine can hover and yours can go over uh, and yours is aquatic so that kind of makes sense it's amphibious yeah 
Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we could go I east. Would, and I will. I will say, if you're south. worried, I think all of your mechs can go underwater because they're designed to be able to go in space. Mm-hmm. It's right. just that either way you slice it, like your maneuverability is going to be limited. Your weapons are going to function differently because they're firing through water and not through air, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that the way we've established that, like, um, my thing swims unless unless we decide that you would rather like make me walk on the underwater which is fine by me but like the one that is established as hovering mm-hmm. you know would be able to go over water mm-hmm. in the same way that it would mm-hmm. go over land yeah I absolutely i actually and yeah. yours, okay. yours, since you since you said yours can do the the, the gliding thing like yeah i can totally right. do that i think yeah. i think it's probably i i feel like uh volk and and uh uh, Blue, Blue Dahlia probably can't do it as uh, effectively right. as you can, but right. like, again, they're designed to be able to operate in space. So to me, it makes sense if they have some limited mm-hmm. capacity capacity to move underwater without just walking mm-hmm. on the seafloor. Yeah, and I think like say for example, if like uh, if like Red wanted to like tick her like fine mobility mm-hmm. suite or something, that could potentially work. In that circumstance, right. too. Yeah, for sure. But I actually, I um, actually like this plan because we could, we could go, uh, we could go south and east. Sounds like those, like that's the best. Yeah, I was. Well, I was thinking east would on. be really good um, because if mm-hmm. uh, if we're splitting them up and they expect people to be going east and one person's yeah, going true. south, we could also go kind of like southwest uh, to try to avoid mm. the reef to a certain amount. As well as, um, it, like, uh, get it even further from, like, pulling it. Uh, so whatever we decide is more valuable uh, going that direction. Well, I was also, I don't know if this is enough to be, like, a real factor, but also, like, the west is the direction that, yeah. like, our base is. So yeah. if we were- Again, the only thing you have to consider about this general direction is that, like, this area is like fairly major shipping mm-hmm. lane mm. because right. this is how this is where the river that connects the north half of the continent opens into the inland sea mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. uh so like there is the risk that if you go that way you might potentially endanger civilians depending mm-hmm. yeah but right. if you're careful that won't happen necessarily okay. i actually so. <laughs> i actually don't think that's a bad idea especially if it's like um if boss and golden boy go like are a team and then myself and um Sleto are a team then that means they're gonna expect us to go east and myself and Stiletto are like the like the combat ones so yeah we'll go east we'll run interference yeah uh, yeah and, and, you, and you're taking the the the, uh, the scientist co yeah. yeah yeah and then we would have okay. catched okay. 77 and uh, like I guess like uh Kraken would carry it like a football. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I could I could carry it like a football if I wanted to. I assume that if like I like ticked like the cargo gear option, I could like have it inside of the hull, which would definitely better. What I'll say is, what what I'll say is, uh, you could. The other mechs could not. Okay. Ah, Uh, I see. It is very big. Uh, gotcha. You could, pro- if you had a cargo complex, and like considering that your mech is so gigantic, like mm-hmm. things like you know probably like thirty foot long, like silo shaped approximately, like you could probably fit it in your mech's torso cavity. Cool. None of these other mechs could. Okay, nice. That's 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 good to know. I actually. had I had I had a mechanic in mind for if anyone else wanted to try that, which would be you'd have to spend quirks to make it happen <laughs> by basically breaking the inside of the mech <laughs> to make it fit. Uh, but yeah, so what I'll yeah. what I'll say is that your mech you could definitely put it inside your mech. Cool. Yeah, if I if I ticked cargo space. If you tick cargo space, otherwise you can carry it like a football, definitely something <laughs> okay, that I don't, gotcha. I don't think <laughs> otherwise it's that. it's definitely something you could carry in your mech. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. And we've also we've talked about this a couple times before, but also like uh, Blue Dahlia has like a particular option for like housing people. like people oh, inside. Oh, I can carry. So you, have, you have fine passenger space. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So if you want to be that. carrying around a, a gaggle of scientists in your fine passenger space, you are more than welcome to. They uh, have like the, leather yeah. seating. But say before we well, get to that, it sounds like space. good lord. It sounds like we've got. Uh, the plan of action, which is transport, and we've got the detail, which is the route, which is to say a mm-hmm. split route where two of you are going this way. 
and two, you are going this way, or like this. Way. I think yeah, we might go along the. Let me get this thing. You can. Uh, there's a ruler tool let in roll twenty if you want to use it. It's like kind of a little circle with a dash uh, through the top. Uh, okay, right. so we could go like along, like get get here yeah. and then go along this area. Just kind of there are uh, notated on the map. There's kind of uh, wave breakers. I think is what they're called. Uh, which kind of look like giant cement jacks, like when you play jacks. These are basically yeah. similar. They're they're not exactly wave breakers, but they're like they're large structure. The, the basically those are there to denote where the yeah. reef starts, so that shipping vessels don't uh, go that's and get crashed the, on the, the reef. That's where the 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 low motor signs are. I get you. Um, and so yeah. I think if we go along that line then that will probably be the best way to stay as far away from the reef as we can while taking the more defense, well, relatively more defensible route of in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. That makes sense. That's a good idea. All right. So let's get to engagement. First, we start with 1D for plain old luck. We drop that down to 0D because of the entanglement that gives you negative 1D to your entanglement. Yeah. So right now we're at 0D to start. First, is the mission bold? I think okay. so. I the fact that we are like stealing the thing adds a deep layer of boldness. <laughs> and also the fact that I we're splitting, a, a, splitting up is kind mm -hmm. of not a safe thing. I will agree, uh, taking plus 1D. Uh, is the mission especially complex? It's pretty complex. It is. We're kind of splitting split into half, two. Yeah, yeah. We're splitting into two groups, and like I said, we're kind of doing some like subterfuge in the yeah. like both towards the enemy and towards our allies. Yeah. Okay, so we're back down to zero. Uh, does the mission exploit the target's vulnerability? Oh wait, no, I didn't realize I was supposed to argue against that. <laughs> uh, uh huh. Uh, that's why I didn't say. Um, does the mission exploit the target's vulnerabilities? I think, I would say it would, because we've established this isn't the usual kind of mission for this <laughs> yeah. squad. So we're back up to one. Uh, well, actually, no, this would be more of a, does the mission exploit? Because the next one is, is the mission's tactic ineffective against the target? Which it's not, because that's not ineffective. It, yeah. So uh, I don't know if this is a vulnerability or not, then. Yeah, I'm not sure if we've fully figured out the vulnerabilities of Aces High. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to say no then, so we're still at zero. Okay. Uh, does the squad receive external support for the mission? Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, uh, LTR, like, I, don't, I wouldn't say that anything you've gotten so far would count as support, and LTRF is definitely not going out of their way to support you. Right. Uh, aside from, you know, what they require to get their side of things taken care of. So still at zero. Is anyone interfering with the mission other than the target? I know the answer to this question. And uh, it means you're still at zero <laughs> uh, because you can't drop. You cannot drop below zero. Yeah. Damn. Here, okay. Negative uh, one. Are there, okay. <laughs> yeah. Are there any other factors that affect the mission? Take plus one D for each one that benefits the squad. Minus one D if it hinders them. These might include differences in squad tier, specialized equipment, unusual terrain, something else entirely. Uh, um, I can't think of any. And if tier is coming into it, uh, y'all are. You know, at least yeah, even I can't. Is high outclassed. As yeah, of. I can't. I can't necessarily think of anything that would cancel out like the negatives we're into at this point. Mm. So, I mean, you're yeah. only at negative one right now. Well, not okay. Yeah, you're only at negative one. So if you could think of like two things, you could bump this back up to a, the, a one. The B, one thing but... I could. The, the one thing I could think of would be like the fact that we are like focusing on our vehicles, like. Like mobility specializations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the most I could yeah, think of. Yeah, I'd bump you back to zero for that. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, so it sounds like we have a zero D engagement roll. Damn it. Uh, does someone want to roll me 2D6? Ooh. Um, I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, go ahead. Alright. Uh, Levi, roll me 2D6. Tragically. So, oh. We got a six and a three, which means no, we at least get a three. Wait, no, well, three is still a failure. It's, you gotta get a four or five for a partial. Yeah, so the, oh, the, so that Damn. means that your starting position is desperate. Which is great. <laughs> okay. I love We're it. We're gonna get lots of um, XP. So let me, so let me I just imagine like we make this plan and everything and then the L LTRF is like, you're taking what? We're doing what? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so 
Because the thing is, like, we still cut into the mission, like, when the difficulty arises, right? Um, and so to set up, like, kind of what this looks like, and as y'all are deploying, which I think, you know, looks normal, like, we're not getting attacked right out the gate or anything. Um, so on one way, we have, uh, uh, probably, I'd guess, like, out in this kind of woodsy area, uh, staying away from main roads, or maybe the beach, or something like that. Well, not the beach, oh my god. Uh, people are there <laughs> in this world that doesn't have a plague. Um, so probably out in this, <laughs> in this woods area, I imagine. So we have, uh, Vulcanhund and Blue Dahlia setting out, uh, probably, uh, far enough away, but able to keep an eye on the, uh, truck that, uh, the, oh, wait, no, that's right. Cause Blue Dahlia, you said, you uh, yeah, I was just thinking, Blue Dahlia, uh, they, the, yeah, the team so the, should be inside Blue Dahlia, but we should still have a truck that we're protecting as like a, oh, as oh, a blind. fun, fun. I like that. Uh, yeah, I'll say it. I'll say that's fine. Um. So, um, the rest of you, you two are kind of, like, setting out into the woods, nearish to the highway, not, like, close enough to put it in danger, but still close enough that you can keep an eye on the truck, because you have to at least look like you think the truck is important. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we have, uh, the Kraken, uh, descending under the water, uh, starting to enter the water around here, and Abathar taking off from the dock. Um, also to note in this other top thing, in, aside from, uh, Blue Dahlia having a couple of scientists in a luxurious passenger space, uh, Arabella, unless you, uh, unless you are planning to dictate that you have passenger space of your own, uh, the Dr. Baruchus is in the cockpit with you. Oh. <laughs> I love this though. It's so, that's such a Gundam thing. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that's, that Great. makes it, that like, makes we just it desperate. Not have <laughs> <laughs> well, by it... default, by default, if you don't have the well, because Barrett just specifically said that she is going to be accompanying for a uh, Red. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, you 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 would have had space for Barrett, but she did not go with you. She went with Red. All right. right. And the and the um, cockpit boy, can't they hold like you, two Red. people. They don't like. We me. actually they probably get a scene me. of when you're loading up her her wheelchair. Does this because I mentioned it looked like it's made of these three segments. Uh, she just goes up to your mech as you're, like, kind of getting into it, and they just, like, unfurl into, like, these three digitigrade legs, almost like the Isle oh, of Man cool. flag. Oh, Sick. And, and she just, like, climbs the side of the mech with them. Cool. I love her. So you get that. And she... Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's think about where this goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's already gone catastrophically wrong for, for Red. <laughs> How dare I have a backseat driver? So unhappy. Oh. <laughs> so unhappy. So, uh, you said that, um, Abathar and, uh, you were heading over yeah. to kind of the line of the bunkers and you were going to follow mm -hmm. it? Okay, so that's yeah. 20 miles out and... Oh, oh and also to clarify, out. I am marking cargo space so that I can, like, just transport yeah. that thing, like, within the safety of my hull. So what I'll say is, so we cut back to the scene uh, where things start to get difficult. Uh, I think uh, at this point, Abathar and uh, Kraken, you've made it about 20 miles away from the dock. So you headed this uh, basically directly uh, west and got mm -hmm. to the bunkers and are going to start getting ready to mm -hmm. follow them down. Uh, on the other side, it's been slower going for uh, Dahlia and Vulcanhund, uh, just because you're following this truck and it's a bad traffic day. Uh, mm. Bad time, <laughs> no. uh, bad day for it. The It's moving pretty slow. So you're like around here, I'd say, by this river a little bit. Um, and so we get kind of a, a twinned scene here as we, if I'm not mistaken... Yeah, as we, I think this is a good place as any, draw closer to the end of the episode, um, where at first we uh, cut to Abathar and Kraken, and you're uh, making your way, and uh, four flying black mechs uh, come to intercept you. Uh, mm. And they are, uh, before you even have the chance to react, they are on top of you. Um, and then we cut back to, uh, to Dahlia and Volk, who are uh, walking along in this in this way uh, and following, and then as they turn to face forward and kind of chart their way across the river, standing on the opposite end is itself a large mech that seems to be uh, its hand perched on the sheath of a sword, standing oh, there shit. menacingly. Yes. Oh man. And I think, I think that's where we leave the episode. And next time Ooh. we're gonna get into the action proper. So, nice. Uh, join us next week. 
on Big Gay Nerds. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Alexander Messick, Calvin Cox, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Jack Toops, Jarnope, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, M.C. Ferdandi, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to special content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word on social media. We're at Big Gay Nerds Cast on Twitter and just Big Gay Nerds on Tumblr and Facebook.